We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. It's here. We are here. Draft season is upon us. We're a little about about 20 days away now from the NBA draft. I'm so excited. In today's episode of Lakers Nation podcast, I'm going to be breaking down my top five options for the Lakers at 17 in the first round. We're getting that closer to the second round as we get closer to the NBA draft. And uh, I'm also going to talk about some trade options at 17. I'm going to re-clarify my thoughts and then also take some of your read through some of your questions and comments over on Twitter. Trevor Lane put that out. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore D-A-V-I. Um, yeah, let's get into a quick reminder, though, before we get started. Please do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. If you're listening on podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please give the Lakers Nation podcast a five-star rating and review. Very easy way to help out the show. On the YouTube, and make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe and turn on that post notification bell as well. A great way to let the algorithm know that you like the content that you are seeing here over at Lakers Nation. Um, Let's dive in with my five players that I think I want to see the Lakers get the most at 17. Number one, let's just start off with the easy fit is Jordan Hawkins. I loved my I loved him when I when I dove into some of his film. I think Jordan Hawkins is the best fit for the Lakers. And there's already a couple of questions about this. That I'll dive into in a sec. But best fit, a guy that day one I think can step in and contribute. Not great necessarily defensively, but not bad defensively. He's going to try, and he's a really high IQ basketball player as well. Offensively, it's a seamless fit. Um, just the best movement shooter in this draft that includes Grady Dick. Um, a lead off of handoffs, coming off screens, which I think this coaching staff needs one of those guys. Malik Beasley was, wasn't was good enough for this Lakers team, and it really cost them. So you throw in a Jordan Hawkins, who I think really can diversify the playbook and uh, fit right into what the Lakers already have in the playbook. I think that's a great fit. And this is just, I think, the fit for everybody. Every mock draft out there, it's Jordan Hawkins 17 to the Lakers and for right reason. Um, if Jordan Hawkins is not available at 17, though, and I'm talking about this a little bit more with my trade downs, um, you, you're not in a bad spot. This is a really, really deep draft class and 17 right dap in the middle of the draft. You have an opportunity. Um, my second player that I really want to see the Lakers grab if he's still available, because I think he has some low end lottery potential. That is Kobe Bufkin, guard out of Michigan. Um, you look at a guy that. Let's just talk defensively first. Kobe Bufkin 
is a guy that defensively has great instincts, really good help defender, really good shot blocker for his size. And, and that's something that really popped off on tape. Needs to get better in, in terms of uh, navigating ball screens and things of that nature. But he has offensive versatility where at Michigan, we saw him be an on-ball playmaker, an on-ball shot creator out of ball screens. We saw him be more of a spot-up shooter at Michigan. So the fact that he has the offensive versatility, that's very, very encouraging. Very, very good finisher. He's kind of the opposite of Jet Howard, if I'm being completely honest with you, where Jet Howard's a great shooter, and that's about it. And a good shot maker, I guess. Kobe Bufkin's kind of all three. I think that's what we saw at Michigan. The passing was shaky at times. I think that's really what he has to clean up on and why I don't think he's necessarily a on-ball guard, especially day one. I think he's going to be used more as a secondary ball handler uh, day one. But I do like Kobe Bufkin a lot. I think he would make a lot of sense in terms of finding a long-term solution potentially at that guard spot. Pairing him with Austin Reeves, I like a lot as well. Uh, number three, let's stay with the guard spot. Let's go Jalen hood Shafino. You want to talk about ball screen efficiency? This is probably not named Anthony Black, the smartest, uh, or Scoo Henderson, probably the third best ball screen operator in this entire draft class. And in terms of passing out of it, and in terms of um, scoring out of a ball screen as well, has the, has the bag in terms of operating out of pick and rolls offensively, and then defensively, really good on-ball defender. His 6'5", length, and just his size that he plays with on the floor, very physical player, allows him to guard really well on-ball and use his length and his his size to his advantage for the Lakers, uh, or excuse me, at Indiana, and that would be something to be nice for the Lakers. And now, that's all good stuff. The reason why he's not going to, go as high why he could be in the Lakers range could I definitely think he'll be in the range this is whether or not the Lakers pick him or not speaking of which go check out our uh, mock draft 2.0 which should be dropping today uh on the NBA front office show me uh, myself I was joined by Ron Gutterman from LakersNation.com we had a fun time there and Jalen Huchvino was there at 20 what's that excuse me he was there at 17 I think Kobe Bufkin might have been there as well at 17 so we're going to have to go check that out. Go watch that. That was a ton of fun. Anywho, um, Jalen Huchvino is not an athlete. He's not, he does have, like, he's not very athletic at all. Uh, off ball defensively can be a bit of a concern. So, I, I, it, again, just like the vertical athleticism, shooting consistency, especially from deep, could be a concern as well. Got to be better with protecting the ball. He only shot 31.3% on catch-and-shoot looks last season, so he's very, very streaky at Indiana, especially coming off the dribble at Indiana. So I think you would really have to buy into some of the shooting upside by thing in terms of maneuvering ball screens offensively in his on-ball defense. I think Jalen Chafino is phenomenal. So that's three. Number four, I think, is Jet Howard. I think this makes a ton of sense in terms of fit. I'm a little nervous that if Jordan Hawkins and Jet Howard are on the board, they're going to go Jet Howard because of the connections. Rob Palenka, uh, Michigan, I, I just, I think that might be what they do. But let's talk about Jet Howard, the player. He's one of the one of the guys I had a ton of fun watching film of, uh, watching film in general in this draft class. Um, he did grade out lower than a guy like a Jordan Hawkins and like a Bryce Sensenbog. 
Um, he graded out lower than those guys, but I I think offensively the shot making is there. The shot making is is completely. I'm sold on that from Jet Howard. And defensively, he made enough improvements over the towards the end of the season post injury where you're like, okay, cool. Can we just get consistently adequate defense from Jet Howard? And then we know the three-point shot making and the mid-range shot making is there. That's actually the biggest separator between him and Jordan Hawkins, at least in a positive way for Howard, is Howard is a significantly better mid-range shooter off the dribble or even a three-point shooter off the dribble. Jordan Hawkins can do it off the dribble, but Jordan Hawkins is primarily more of a off-screens and spot-up guy. Well, Jay Howard can do that while also create for himself and get there. The the problems with Jay Howard is, one, the defensive consistency, which I already mentioned, especially towards the beginning of the year. He was not good defensively at the start of the year. Um, offensively, he's not really athletic. There's not a lot, enough spring in his bounce, if you will. I think that wording was terrible, but I think we get what I'm saying. And then just his finishing ability. Again, I think that ties into the lack of athleticism for Jet Howard because he he really struggles in terms of finishing at the rim, in terms of um, creating his own shot at the rim. It's just really, really tough. And then, again, that kind of falls into some of the defensive woes that we saw uh, last season at Michigan. So you'd really be buying on the upside offensively. Uh, in terms of his shot making and hoping that what we saw defensively towards the end of the season is more of a um, representation of who he is as a player. But that is number four for me. Quick honorable mentions for me really quickly is number one, uh, Max Lewis. I do like Max Lewis a ton. I just don't think this is the exact range for Max Lewis. I think if he were to trade back into the 20s, he's a prime candidate um also shout out chris murray i know a lot of you guys are gonna be asking sean where is chris murray well again it's very similar to max lewis in my opinion i think he's day ready i think he's day one ready uh i just think you can get him if you trade back to like 23 24 or whatever uh 22 the brooklyn nets 26 dna pacers i don't know if 26 will be there but i think you could trade back and get one of those guys very similarly to derek whitehead i think you could trade back and get derek whitehead in the mid-20s um, there could be a team that like really gambles on them in the teens, but I think you can get one of those guys in the 20s. Um, and then final honorable mention is Derek Lively, because number five for me is actually Bryce Ensenbog. If he's there at 17, I am super high on Bryce Ensenbog. One of my favorite players drafted uh, when evaluating this draft process. I believe he actually graded out higher than Jordan Hawkins. I think... The shot-making ability is there. Let me see if I can pull up my Bryce Ensenbach scouting report really, really quickly. Because, again, ladies and gentlemen, I loved his upside. I have him graded out as a late lottery to, like, middle of the first round. So, again, a guy that I, I, I for sure think will be there for the Lakers. I do think so. Because even though he's probably the most polarizing guy, maybe not named Derek Lively. I think Derek Lively is also very polarizing. Um. Derek, uh, excuse me, Bryce Zensenbach is either mocked in the late lottery or we're seeing some people that have been mocked in the 30s. Like you're either super high on them or you're super low on Bryce Zensenbach. A, a legit three-level scorer, elite mid-range jump shooter, good post player against some, some of the smaller guards as well. 
really good ability to finish through contact and finish at the rim. Most importantly, great catch and shoot threat. 44.4% on catch and shoot opportunities this season at Ohio State. Not the best pull-up three-point shooter. Shot 25.8% on pull-up threes, but a legit bucket getter. All three levels of the floor. Uh, not a good defender at all, especially in on-ball situations. You can really get by him with, with some quick moves um, or some simple moves, rather. And then there, there were some flashes, I guess, of some like off-ball chaser ability. But I think he'd probably just be used as a low-activity-slash-help defender. Um, and again, really physical guy. So Bryce Sensebog. Probably the least of the guys I'd want at 17, as long because I'm even though I'm higher on them, I just don't like the fit a ton for Bryson's and Bog. All right, really quick before we get into some of your questions, let's dive in to some of the trade talk. Let's dive into some of the trade talk here for the Lakers. So, my thoughts originally have been that the Lakers should trade back. In the draft. And I want to re-clarify my thoughts on that. So when we start talking about Lakers trading back, I think it depends on how the board looks. If Jordan Hawkins is there at 17, I'm taking Jordan Hawkins. If Jordan Hawkins gets taken, let's say, to the Pelicans at 14, the Atlanta Hawks at 15, a couple of popular spots that he's been mocked, especially towards earlier in the draft, even Oklahoma City at 12, I think that might be a little bit of a reach. But neither here nor there. Um, let's say you got drafted that early, right? Then I think you're in a prime spot to trade back because let's say you trade back with I don't know the Indiana Pacers or the Brooklyn Nets. Let's let's for, for simplicity, let's do the Brooklyn Nets. So you trade back five spots to 22, which I think makes some sense because for Brooklyn side of things, I think it, Brooklyn can use some low cost, high upside guys to 17, where the Lakers, I think they really want to get some guys that can contribute right now. So. You trade back and you're going to be able to pick from likely the same pool of dudes you were going to pick from at 17, but it's going to be a little bit more narrowed down more than likely. You're going to be able to pick from a potentially still a Chet Howard. You're going to be able to pick between potentially a Derek Lively, a Chris Murray, a Derek Whitehead, a, a Max Lewis, Kobe Jones, one of the guards, Nick Smith, Jr. Kobe Buffett, one of those dudes. These are the guys, Ryan Rupert, if you're super high on him, I think he's like last pick of the first round. That's where he's been mocked in both of the two mock drafts, spoiler alert. But if you're really high on him, right? Like Noah Clowney, 22 is fine, right? So I think that Leonard Miller, I think this will be a little bit late, but excuse me, like you're in this range now, right? Where I think it's a bunch of dudes, Bryce Enzabog, give me falls. There's a bunch of dudes that can be here just five spots later, you get additional assets, whether it's a player preferably, right? And then you trade back only five spots, still get a great player. This is the dream scenario for the LA Lakers, in my opinion, um, where you get these guys that can come in, contribute right away. You still get draft comp. And I think if I'm trading back, that is a prime spot for a guy like a Derek Lively, 22. I think I mocked Derek Lively at 21 to the Nets that last time around. That's perfect. You want to take Derek Lively? Sure. I don't like it at 17 for the Lakers, though. Um, you want to trade back and you want to take a Jalen Hood Chapino or Kobe Jones or, again, Max Lewis. 20 is perfect. 22, 25, whatever. 
perfect timing for him. Nick Smith Jr. If he continues to fall, like I just think the the guy the amount of guys that you can still get high quality uh, value at at seventeen are going to be the exact same at twenty two or twenty six. That's how deep this draft class is. Where like twelve to thirty eight is going to be potential all good role players in the NBA with a few of them having star uh, like all-star upside. I think uh, Kulabali, Bilal, I think I'm pronouncing that right, has all-star upside. Gigi Jackson has all-star upside. I'm sold on like a Kobe Bufkin having all-star upside. So like, and there's a couple other guys. Derek Lively, if you got the absolute best out of them, sure, maybe all-star upside. But that is my thoughts on the trade back situation. I don't think you could trade up. I just don't think you have the assets to trade up right now. And I think a lot of people are going to value this draft class a ton because right now the rumors are that, you know, next year's uh, draft class isn't going to be nearly as deep. So I think teams might really value this year's draft class. Whereas like they they don't value next year's, excuse me, this year's free agency class as much. And they might value next year's a lot more. So I think that's super, super important to keep an eye out on. Um, all right, let's get to some of your guys' comments and questions over on Twitter. Trevor Lane put this out at Trevor, Trevor underscore Lane. You guys can follow me on Twitter as well at Sean underscore D-A-V-I. Let's go. Let's see what we have here. All right. First question right now is, could Jordan Hawkins be a great fit for the Lakers? Yep, this is from YDG at YDG Ghost. Um, yes, as I've already talked about, Jordan Hawkins makes the most sense in this draft. On paper, great fit, best fit. Um, yeah, I, I love that fit a ton. Um, let's see. NDE at NDE uh, 23 9 uh, on Twitter puts rank who is most likely to fall to 17. Kobe Bufkin, 6'5 six, six, guard, combo guard on the Michigan. Jet Howard, 6'8 uh, wing out of Michigan. Maxwell Lewis, 6'7", wing out of Pepperdine. Dreek Whitehead, 6'6", wing out of Duke. Amari Bailey, 6'3", combo guard out of UCLA. And Bilal Koulibaly, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. 6'6", uh, wing from France. Um, Kobe Bufkin could be there, so uh, he, he wants me to rank him. Uh, Amari Bailey is definitely going to be there. Amari Bailey's going in the second round. Um, so Amari Bailey, number one, most likely to fall to 17 because he's going to be there. You can maybe even get him at 47 in the second round. Maybe that's a little bit over like a bit overreaction, but I know he's not going first round. Uh, number two, I think is Max Lewis. I think there is a possibility a team gambles on the upside from Dariq Whitehead at like before 17. That's super early, but I think like a Utah Jazz maybe could gamble on that. So I don't know, but Max Lewis, Dariq Whitehead is three. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dariq Whitehead's three. I'm going to go Jet Howard's four. No, Jet Howard three, Dariq Whitehead four. Um, because, again, I think with Jet Howard, I think there are some more question marks. And the upside, while it's there, I don't think it's as high of an upside as Dariq Whitehead, which could justify a team potentially picking Dariq Whitehead a little bit earlier than I think he should go. Um, I do like Jet Howard, though. And then number five, Kobe Bufkin, six. I think Bilal, Bilal Koulibaly. Again, I apologize if I mispronounced the name. Um, I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's going lottery for sure. And then um, Kobe Bufkin, 
could fall to 17, but I really think there's a world where he's like top 16, goes like a pick or two before the Lakers. Um, appreciate all the comments though. Um, let's see. Lake Show Trenches at Lake Show. Hold on, I lost it for a sec. Lake Show Trenches on Twitter at Laker Trenches puts who's the best realistic player that we can get at 17 if we stay there, and who's the best option if we were to trade back in the 20s. Uh, best option at 17, most realistic option at 17 is a Jordan Hawkins for all the reasons I've just mentioned. Uh, the best option if you were to trade back is a Chris Murray. And that's if Chris Murray is still there. But I think that makes the most sense. Or a Maxwell Lewis or a Nova Clowney. I think Max Lewis, just to talk about him, a dude that is similar to Jordan Hawkins, but has some shot making ability at all three levels, really athletic guy. I think the Pepperdine stuff is really sh like scaring some people away. Ron had him going a little bit earlier than I thought, but I do think he's a really good player. Um, Noah Clowney, a four that can really guard three, four, and five, I think, at the next level that can really – I mean, you want to put a guy next to AD. I think he can do the stuff offensively that we need to allow uh, AD to roam – not, not roam offensively, but – play within the first two levels of the floor at the rim and in that mid-range area, and then defensively be able to guard three, four, five at a decent enough of a level. It gives you some switchability, and it now allows AD to do more things defensively, and you don't have to have him always on that big. And it can conserve AD's body. Uh, is it imperative that we get an NBA-ready player? Yes, and that's why I think, for example, I'm trying like GG Jackson at 17 is a no-go for me. Cause I think that is a swing for the fences in terms of upside, but I don't think he's an NBA ready player. He's a super raw athlete and talent with a ton of potential. I've mocked him to the Atlanta Hawks a ton recently. I just like that fit. I think the Hawks see some cost control upside players. The Lakers don't need that. The Lakers need more NBA ready players. And that's why, even though I don't like Chris Murray at 17, because I think he could trade back and get him at 22 or 25 even or whatever, I do, I would at least understand the process of getting Chris Murray at 17, because I do think he's an NBA-ready player, especially if Jordan Hawkins is off the board. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Uh, Gabby's thoughts at who who Gabby on Twitter on Twitter says uh, thoughts on Dariq Whitehead at 17 or Derek Lively. I've kind of already talked about Dariq Whitehead. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about Derek Lively because I am a little bit lower on Derek Lively. I think first off defensively, the upside is not even the upside, but like that is the perfect player you want next to Anthony Davis. Um, an absolute beast in terms of ball screen defense. He fits in right away from a scheme standpoint, playing that drop coverage that the Lakers coaching staff wants to play. Um, elite rim protector, which is a big difference between elite shot blocker, elite rim protector, in my opinion. I would you rather have elite rim protectors than elite shot blockers because elite shot blockers can get out of foul trouble, elite shot blockers can, um, you know some rim deterrent stuff can be problems at times. And again, like it, it's a little bit of a different game. I think of like Hassan Whiteside, elite shot blocker, Anthony Davis, elite rim protector. It's a bit different, right? So when I look at that, I think Derek Lively has the upside to be an elite, elite rim protector in this NBA um, with some ability, I think to maybe step out and guard on the perimeter for a few seconds at the end of a shot clock. Um, and then offensively, the you'd really have to sell yourself on the, the shooting ability coming around. Um, because right now, outside of that, like potential step out ability from three, outside of that, like his whole offensive bag is dump offs and lobs and things of that nature. So, I mean, I guess even maybe offensively, you could sell yourself on just that because. The Lakers could use another lob threat in this offense. And then I'm honestly, I'm, I, I, I kind of talked myself into it, but um, look, I like Derek Lively a lot, but I think again, you could trade back and get like a Nova clown. He's maybe a bit more of a better fit. Derek Lively though, you hit on his upside offensively. You have a two way beast in my opinion. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Um, Kobe Bufkin plays just like KPJ and De'Aaron Fox. We need them. That is a uh, wide range. Um, let's see. Do you think Chris Murray would be a good fit with the Lakers at pick 17? Again, I've already talked about that one a little bit. I, I, I like that he is a good player. I'm sorry. I, I think he is a good player. I think he is a day one ready player. But I do think that... Um, you can get him at 20 in the 20s. Uh, last one. 
Bees and Bamba plus the 17th pick for Terry Rogier, Kai Jones of the 27th pick. The Hornets, if they pick Scoot, they don't want Rogier. We will take Kai Jones, our book night, and see if Phil Handy can turn them into uh like Caleb Martin. Hornets players play really well on other teams, other uh like Malik Monk, Caleb Martin, etc. Um, I wouldn't mind this actually. I like this deal a lot. You get Terry Rogier, maybe you can just move off a of D-Lo now and not have to worry about bringing him back or any sign and trade stuff. You get 27 still, which again, Noah Clowney, Max Lewis potentially. Um, you have a couple of other options here. Ryan Repair, 27. I wouldn't mind it. Um, if Charlotte, Charlotte's one of the four teams I call up on, on draft night. I call up the Chicago Bulls on draft night. I call up the Brooklyn Nets, the Indiana Pacers, and the Charlotte Hornets um, to entertain. The Bulls is more like second round picks and stuff like that. The other three teams I'm calling entertain like first round pick offers. And all of them are trade-back scenarios. And I think the Hornets are our prime trade-back option. Um, so I do like that a lot. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I do appreciate you all so, so much for hopping on with me, joining me here over at Lakers Nation. Go check out Mock Draft 2.0, uh, which should be getting released very, very soon on the NBA Front Office Show. Follow me on Twitter at ShawnOsGreatDAVI for more great content. Comment down below what draft content do you guys want to see ahead of the draft. I'm going to start doing some live film breakdowns on playback in uh, leading up to the draft. So put some uh, comments down below about what prospects you want to do a live film breakdown on. I'll also do some player profiles. Continue to do those here on the channel. And also do those on the, on the uh, website as well, LakersNation.com. Breaking down some players that I like to see the Lakers get as well. But until next time, everybody, stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.